1: Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC.
2: Charting your course towards your uh, your, partner your Partner in Law in starts law now. Here's your host, night. Rick Gregorick. Good morning and welcome to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick and I am so pleased and happy to have yet another opportunity to spend a little time on Sunday morning with you here. And um, amid the uh, coronavirus pandemic, uh, boy, everything that's going on in society today and uh, across the country and, quite frankly, across the world, but um, certainly what's happening here locally and in and around um, Seattle and the surrounding areas, um, I know has many of you, uh, many of us, on edge in uh, trying to... uh, keep a little bit of sanity here amongst the uh, you know the continued shutdown and the continued uh, onslaught of the coronavirus on uh, on all of this it's certainly been a major impact to all of us in so many areas of our lives and it's just um, something that we all have to um, have some that old fashioned i think we used to call it grit that grit to just get through this and uh, keeping our ourselves safe and, you know, for business owners, keeping your business employees um, healthy and working. And, um, you know, that's, you know. No small task in today's world. So I have a great deal of empathy for everyone who is out there trying their very best to do the right things. Um, obviously, we all need to social distance. Um, physical distance is probably a better way of saying it. But you know, stay away from people. You know, not to be antisocial, but um, just to be safe. Keep that distance, six eight feet. Um, wear your mask, uh, folks, when you're out in public around folks. If you're in it, certainly if you go into the grocery or, you know, go to pick up something in a store or whatever. Um, We want to be able to resume our, you know, somewhat normal activities um, as soon as possible. And that's, you know, I think wearing the mask will more likely than not aid in that. It certainly... um Certainly can't do much harm, it doesn't appear, so um, doing that. Um, I'd like to give just a little update on uh, Gregorick & Associates, the law firm. Um, We've been, uh, you know, we followed all of the shutdown rules uh, way back in uh, mid-March, and um, staff has worked at home remotely in that. We um, Over time, we've been able to migrate um, a few of us back into the office, and we have begun seeing clients here um, over the last several weeks. And um, we have limited um, appointment slots. We can't, you know, fill the office up like we used to. We can't have several appointments going on at the same time. So we're we're stretching things out a little bit and accommodating. Then, of course, we're using all the other means of communication that are necessary, um, quite frankly, for most of us. The telephone is still a wonderful tool for communications. I think many of us had forgotten that, uh, perhaps on some other... Um, some level, so let's uh, kind of keep our focus there. So, um, we are open as a law firm and we are able to help you both uh, remotely as well as um, in person. Um, we're here to accommodate your needs. Um, of course, if you come into the office, uh, you'll be greeted with uh, mask people armed with an electronic thermometer to scan your forehead and um but we 'll take care of you. We have a little bit of fun with it, and um, move ahead. but I wanted you know today 's show, I really wanted to talk to you just at a really personal level about your estate planning and why it is so important and why it 's a heightened need during these unprecedented times when we have both a health care crisis and an economic crisis going hand-in-hand hand with each other. And then, of course, if we put social unrest on top of that, that's just uh, another hugely complicating factor in uh, bringing about recovery in the health and economics you know the the uh, the demonstrations and riots are certainly costing untold uh, probably will in be in the hundreds of millions of dollars of of damage uh, we're still looking at uh, you know high high unemployment rates across the country certainly in certain segments it's going to be uh, continue to be very difficult as many businesses uh, will not survive, both big and small. Um, we're seeing, you know, very very large companies in bankruptcy. Certainly in the the retail sector, of course, we've been watching what's happening with J C Penney's and Macy's, and these are just household names we've all grown up with them and. Um, they're going through a very painful process right now, and many of them may not survive or will be a mere shadow of their former selves. And yet other companies are prospering and growing and thriving. So changes is afoot. And being changes is afoot, it seems to make sense that each of us should probably think about our own selves, our own life planning, of which estate planning is certainly a component. You know, when I use the term life planning, and we started using that term probably close to you know 19 or 20 years ago, we were certainly way out in front of calling it life planning, estate planning is a component of life planning, but necessarily your life planning has to take in everything that's in your life. Your estate plan is a key, very key, central, essential component. But you've got finances, you've got insurance, you've got maybe investment properties. There's all kinds of other things that you need to be considering, certainly if you're an entrepreneur, own your own business. Um, How are all these things... Connected and how do you manage them and how do they evolve through changing times because times are changing and things are going to be different. I have no idea whether they will be better or worse, um, but I think that it's fair to say that things are changing. And many of those things you may or may not agree with. Some of them you will. That's kind of life. Um speak up I mean if something's being done and you think it's wrong speak up um I think that there's too many people who may, might be afraid to say what's on their mind uh, for fear of retaliation, but uh, I want to believe that America still has free speech and that we should be able to say what's on our mind and not face repercussions for that. Um, that's the whole essence of free speech, folks, is uh, we get to hear everybody's opinion. Whether we like it or not is a different issue, but uh, let's all, you know, respect each other's views and try to have this in a more civil discourse rather than others so looking at your estate planning we developed a model many years ago to help basically the attorney kind of give him a means and method by which they can guide you through your estate plan because that's what i really look at me as as a you know a guide to guide you through your estate plan it has to be your estate plan it it, it you know, what, what works for you may be completely different than what works for a neighbor or another family member. So, we want to make sure that your estate plan is indeed your estate plan. So, we developed what I have um, uh, trademarked uh, as the family wealth system. And the family wealth system is really a model of tools and opportunities when doing estate planning. And if you could picture a pyramid with a center point and everything interconnects with the center point. Well, the center point of the family wealth system is called essential estate planning. It's required. It's primary. The goal of primary estate planning is to get all of the basics taken care of. And those basics are gonna be wills and trust, powers of attorney, healthcare directives, HIPAA waivers, things of that nature. Maybe some core life insurance. Maybe your retirement savings. These are all fundamental, essential goals that are handled at the beginning of creating your estate plan. You create the foundation for your plan when you go through the essential planning module. And then depending on other things in your life, the nature and extent of your assets, in other words, are is your estate heavy real estate, heavy brokerage accounts, or something else, these things all will dictate or guide you in how you're going to be doing your estate planning. So when we get back from break, we're going to dig into this family wealth system little, just a little bit more. Um, it's pretty... Um, It's a pretty cool tool, and it really helps us attorneys. It helps guide you such that you get the best advice and can make the wisest and best and the most informed decisions for your own personal estate planning. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, Just to remind everybody, uh, Greg Rick and Associates is indeed open for business, um, both virtually as well as um, live in the office um, on a very limited basis following all the guidelines. So uh, make sure you give us a call at 425-284-3450. That's for the law firm. Or find us on the web at
0: yourpartnerinlaw.com. We'll be right back. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregorick. And, Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19
2: is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times.
0: Be prepared, have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick and Associates. They're open, they're essential business and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284- 3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. com
3: a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Hey, it's Dory Monson. I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did, learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian has a live webinar coming up Friday, July 24th at 9 a.m. All of Brian's live webinars are free to attend. He'll teach you everything you need to know about long-term care. including all the new plans that are available they protect your savings they protect your family and the plan we got pays us back if we never use it brian's live webinar on july 24th is free you'll also get a free copy of brian's ebook a guide to long-term care planning brian keeps the live webinar class sizes small to allow time for q a at the end it's a great learning environment space is limited so sign up now at 525 longtermcare.com that's 525 longtermcare.com it's times like
0: these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. It's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage every everyone to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregoric and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner-In-Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3
1: FM and AM 770 KTTH.
2: And welcome back to Your Partner-In-Law. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregorick. You got me for the rest of the show. I normally have another guest or two on, and I've had Ted done a lot during the breakdown. Ted Hansen, attorney at the office, um, he's taken the, the week off. Ted had a kind of a rough week. Um, he shared last weekend that um, his uh, Golden Retriever Scout um, passed on, and um, that was. Um, a little unexpected, so he's um, in a little bit of mourning. So I said, "Well, take the day off," you know. And um, works really hard, and uh, works really hard with our seniors, uh, those of you who are needing Medicaid, um, other special needs issues, disability issues. Ted's a very compassionate man, and um, will help be your guide through that uh, process. So listen, folks. In the first break, I wanted to talk. I, I did talk about. The establishment of what I call the family wealth system. This is something that myself and several other attorneys um, developed um, back in the late '90s, early 2000s, and have kind of groomed it and developed it over the years. So the family wealth system ba- is based on a model that you need to have a solid foundation for your estate plan, and that foundation is built upon your goals and your objectives, not mine, not someone else's, but yours, and. When When you take the time to go through and do this analysis where you identify and define and perhaps quantify your goals and your objectives, what's important to you relative to yourself, your family, your business, those you care about? um, There's a lot to think about. Kind of getting all this stuff together seems very daunting to most. And therefore, we tend to shy away from it, push it away. Let's go research a new TV. That'll be more fun. But it won't be better for you in the long run. So we have developed, uh, to go along with our family wealth system model, we have our exclusive life plan organizer. We've talked about it many times on the show over the years. And um, if you contact us at yourpartnerinlaw.com, that's yourpartnerinlaw.com, and in the Contact Us tab, just say, hey, I would like to get one of your free... Life plan organizers. Now, we have three different organizers, so we need to know which one you want. So we have one for single folks. We have one for married folks. And we have one for folks involved in a registered domestic partnership, um, all three different legal issues, and so we kind of changed the planners around a little bit just for the data collection. Now, what's really cool about this planner, it's kind of an all-in-one. It's going to have all your financial information, all your data, all that kind of stuff like any other organizer would have, like you'd go to your financial advisor, so listing all your assets, debts, liabilities, all that stuff. So that's, that's there. That's homework. That's work we've all got to do if we're going to do our estate plan. And then we're going to have a section on goal setting. And we give you a couple of dozen goals that are kind of thematic, you know, common goals that many of us have. Now, you won't have all of them, and you may have none of them. You may have your own. The idea is we gave you a list and said, are are any of these important to you? And then amplify those a little bit. Tell your attorney, tell me what's important to you on that list. And then add or develop more of your own more specific goals. That's phase two of the life plan organizer. Now, phase three of the planning organizer is really going to dig down to what keeps you awake at night, perhaps. In other words, what risk or concerns do you have regarding your personal affairs, your estate, business, taxes, insurance, uh, special needs, children, family conflict. Oh, the list goes on. And so please take advantage of this. Um, get a life plan organizer from us. It's free of charge. Um, we'll email the correct one out to you. Like I said, just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and ask for your life plan organizer and let us know if you are married single or in a registered domestic partnership, and we'll get you the right planner. And then you can begin the planning process. And, and for folks that have Taken the hour or two, yes, it takes an hour or two, about the length of a movie, to you know, prepare your um, plan. It will really demonstrate to you, you know, A, you have a lot more than you may have thought you have, or you have things different, but it's going to help starting to identify for you what your planning options are. By going through the planner, it's designed to help guide the attorney and yourself through this estate planning process to develop the right estate plan. You know, I hear on the radio sometimes that traditional estate planning is disastrous and all that. It's irresponsible to say that, number one. It's just irresponsible. Traditional estate planning is absolutely more critical today than it has ever been. The issue is some folks need more than a traditional estate plan, and it's kind of ironic. The people who need more than an original you know, than a regular estate plan, traditional estate plan, are usually folks that are running out of money, have health care issues, and are elderly, and hence we call this elder law. Elder law is a component of estate planning. It is not simply dependent on age. It's not that oh, if you're an elder law client, if you're over 60 or 70, no, we have you know that's not true. It more has to do with your health and wealth. If, if you have poor health but a lot of money, you're really not an elder law client. Elder law really focuses more on preparing for Medicaid and you know avoiding you know trying to save those last few dollars um, in the estate, especially for a married couple, but. You know, we do, like I said, Ted, he's a full time elder law attorney in the firm. That's, you know, he spends the majority of his time in that arena. It's very different practicing for attorneys. Um, For instance, take myself. Yes, I'm knowledgeable on elder law. I can do it, but it's not my primary focus. It's Ted's primary focus. My primary focus is on taxable estates. So people that have to have a little bit more money. And so the planning options are vastly different. However, the tools that we use are going to have the same names. And I've often, you know, said, you know, it's not the name of a document. It's what does the document say internally that is important. For instance, saying you have a power of attorney really doesn't tell me a lot other than, well, you've appointed someone as an agent to do something but under what terms and conditions and when and how and all that you have to read the power of attorney it's not a generic set and so it's those types of things that we want to make sure we're focusing on when you are looking at your estate planning we want it holistic we don't want to leave out missing components we want to make sure that we're addressing all of your issues you know what are your what is your health what is the what is the longevity in your family You know, what are you doing about it? I mean, you know, what is your family situation? Are you in a traditional long-term marriage? You married one woman, one man, have a couple kids, the old traditional family. Less and less of that today. Blended families make up almost half of our adult population. Um, Blended families come with lots of planning challenges. His kids, her kids, our kids. Um, You know, the Brady Bunch is... um, boy, it creates some interesting planning challenges for folks. And oftentimes those challenges paralyze you from moving forward. And I would encourage you to say that if you're starting to feel that, this is a time when you have to say, you know what? That uncomfortable feeling means I need to do something. Because if you're feeling uncomfortable about putting your estate plan together, uh, when you're in that blended family situation, Can you imagine what happens to your situation if you become disabled and you haven't put a plan in place? The chaos that ensues is, um, it's really unfortunate. That's all I can say is it's unfortunate because it costs money, time. It tears families apart sometimes. It's just not worth it. You know the old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Well, the estate plan is the prevention You know, the estate plan isn't going to help you from becoming disabled. It's just going to manage the outcomes if you do become disabled. And that's real control, folks. I know many people think that doing an estate plan is giving up control when, in fact, It is really gaining and maintaining control during situations where you might otherwise not be able to be in charge. I.e., if you become incapacitated, you're not in charge. But if you've left proper instructions in legal documents on what is to happen to you, your health care, and how your finances are to be managed... Boy, that's control, folks. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, um, more of your partner-in-law, and we're going to dig into this uh, family wealth system just a little bit deeper. So hang on, folks. We'll be right back.
3: Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Hey, it's Dory Monson. I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did, learn about all all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian has a live webinar coming up Friday, July 24th at 9 a.m. All of Brian's live webinars are free to attend. He'll teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings. They protect your family. And the plan we got pays us back if we never use it. Brian's live webinar on July 24th is free. You'll also get a free copy of Brian's ebook, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning. Brian keeps the live webinar class sizes small to allow time for Q&A at the end. It's a great learning environment. Space is limited, so sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two
0: triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregorick. And, Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate
2: plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times.
0: Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick & Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your
1: Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick.
2: And welcome back to Your Partner in Law. And I'm Rick Gregorick at the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. Hey, I want to give our office phone number. You know, we're open. Um, come on in. You have to make an appointment, of course. Um, 425-284-3450. 425-284-3450. That's going to get you a direct line right to our office uh, Monday through Friday, or you can certainly call and leave us a message today. And in the last break, I was uh, talking about our exclusive life plan organizer as a tool to help you prepare prepare for the estate planning process it is a process folks to go through to do it properly it's not something where you should drive up to the you know the clown's mouth at the attorney's office and say hey i need a will and they get your name and a couple other piece of information and they tell you to pull forward to the next window and you get your will it's not like that folks a will needs to be thoughtfully crafted and thoughtfully prepared and um, then you're going to have success but um don't make some of these common mistakes. So, in our family wealth system, you know, utilizing the life plan organizers to get ready to go. So, in our life plan organizer, like I said, um, almost forgetting. You may go online, yourpartnerinlaw.com, and go to contact us and ask for your life plan organizer. This is a great tool to get you started. It's not hard, but it'll take you a little bit of time, but it'll go through all your assets and liabilities. It's going to go through your family, get a family tree. It's going to get a list of who do you think would be good people to be in charge of you and your finances, your medical decisions, if you were unable to do it, or who would take care of managing your affairs um, after you die? And then the goals, objectives, and risk and concerns are all going to be covered in the life plan organizer, such that when we sit down to talk, you've already got a basis of what we're going to talk about, how we're going to talk about it, and what we're going to do. The other thing that our organizer does for the attorney is it helps identify various different planning modes that will be important for your estate. And I wanted to highlight a couple of different things because if let's say if we have a $2 million estate, well, $2 million of what would be the first question? Um, Very oftentimes, you might have an estate of $2 million that has a primary residence, maybe a rental property, some investment accounts, and maybe some retirement accounts, IRAs. That would be one type of plan. That's kind of a balanced asset plan where you have a little bit of different things, but you're not all concentrated in one area, um, as many other folks are. So the fact that you would be balanced, that would guide us to... A different type of estate plan that let's say someone who had two million dollars same size estate but their estate was entirely comprised of investment real estate real property well that's going to be a very very different estate plan and then let's take another estate and it's two million dollars and it's made up of a primary residence and than large retirement accounts, IRAs, 401Ks. That's going to create a different planning challenge because of the high concentration of IRAs. They're more difficult to plan with than many other assets, but they also have other distinct advantages that other assets don't. So it's a balance. And so you can see that the nature of your estate is more than just the gross value. The gross value says, oh, okay, that's going to be subject to taxes, possibly for estate taxes here in Washington. That's just the beginning of the equation, though. So the types of assets that your estate owns and the stage at life at which you own them will be a significant factor in how you establish your estate plan. For instance, if you have a real estate-focused um, estate to where the bulk of your assets are invested in real estate, um, generally rental income, buy and holds, land, things of that nature, we're going to want to look at asset protection um, because real estate is the subject of many, many lawsuits a year, probably 40, 50 million lawsuits every year just around real estate matters, landlord, tenant, um, things of that nature. So if you're going to live and work in that environment, then it's important that you provide proper shielding of your personal assets from your business assets. Now, this is done generally through either irrevocable trust, limited liability companies, limited partnerships, corporations, things of that nature, and which types of entities you use, how should those entities be taxed, those are all questions that we need to um, discuss with you and then optimize it according to the assets that you actually own not that you have an estate worth 2 million dollars that's that's nice to know the number but without knowing the composition of the estate it's very well it would be impossible to provide a proper estate plan or to draft a proper will or to draft a proper trust it would be just you know terrible for someone not to have the right information and you just go and fill out a will because you Didn't really realize how different these things are. So, these are some of the other ongoing challenges we have with the online self help estate planning tools. I think you can learn from some of those, but um, be very, you know, I, I, I can't endorse any of them. I think there are too many hidden pitfalls and too many things that you may or may not be aware of in your estate planning. So, you know, if you've got a, like I said, I've been using this $2 million example just to stay consistent throughout the show. But if your estate was, like I said, a primary residence and a large IRA account, well, there's all kinds of fun things we could do. We could do a will-based plan, but instead of the house having to go through probate, we'll do what we call a transfer on death deed for the property the house and that will pass to the beneficiaries upon death without going through probate it's a wonderful process um, now don't do this without legal consultation please it's kind of like one of those warnings it looks simple but be careful so we have this new tool in Washington called a transfer on death deed Um Boy, we've used this a lot. It's a really cool tool when applied in the right situation. But remember, it's not a good tool to use if you have a taxable estate. Because if you use that tool, it's only going to potentially increase your taxes. So we have to be careful there. So things that are seemingly simple sometimes have a little stinger at the back end called taxes. So we want to make sure we're avoiding that. So this estate that we said has a primary residence... And then the rest of the estate is a large IRA. Well, IRAs are really challenging to deal with, and we recognized this quite a long time ago. And way back in, seems like in another world, back in 2006, the IRS gave us kind of the guidepost, if you will, on what the IRS would accept as a qualified beneficiary for your retirement plans, in other words, for your 401ks and your IRAs, could a trust be a beneficiary? We attorneys said, oh, absolutely, we really wanted it to be, but we needed the IRS to give us a thumbs up. And they did so in 2006 through a private letter ruling where they gave us the guidepost, as I call them. In other words, what elements must be in a trust to be a qualified beneficiary for retirement accounts? And then, as importantly, what type of provisions may not be in a trust, which provisions might disqualify the trust? So way back in 2006, we started looking at developing retirement plan trust or standalone IRA trust, as you will, and these have afforded magnificent planning opportunities for so many folks. And with all the changes in the laws regarding our accounts, this SECURE Act that took effect January 1st of this year, we'll, th- we'll pick up um, right after this uh, break on that a little bit. And we're going to continue this talk a little bit on the family wealth system. And I'm going to wrap up what the other three modules are because they are really um, an important integral part of planning. So as we're looking at, you know, kind of our family wealth system, our essential planning system of wills, trusts, powers of attorney, that's all the essential stuff. That's the goals. That's the objectives we want to set. And as we've seen, or as I've discussed here over the last few minutes, is... The nature of the assets in your estate is is a critical component to your planning and the options that you have and what tax planning you may or may not be able to do. So if your estate is, you know, real estate centered, that's one type of plan. If it's heavy retirement assets, that may be something else. Maybe you have high income and some other issues going on. So we have to kind of tear it apart and look at it and see what it is for you. And then how do we optimize your situation, optimizing your goals and objectives while minimizing or eliminating, reducing any unnecessary taxes. I want us all to pay our fair share, but it can stop at our fair share. Hey folks, Greg Rick and Associates is open for business. You can find us on the web at rjglegal.com rjglegal.com or always through yourpartnerinlaw.com Shows are all podcasts. Go to mynorthwest.com or any place that you can get your Cairo um, apps and just uh, go find the show, your partner-in-law, and we'll be right there. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
0: When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney Rick Redrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan
2: changes in health or wealth. COVID 19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times.
0: Be prepared, have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick & Associates. They're open, they're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284- 3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com.
3: a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Hey, it's Dori Monson. I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian has a live webinar coming up Friday, July 24th at 9 a.m. All of Brian's live webinars are free to attend. He'll teach you everything you need to know about long-term care. including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings. They protect your family. And the plan we got pays us back if we never use it. Brian's live webinar on July 24th is free. You'll also get a free copy of Brian's ebook, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning. Brian keeps the live webinar class sizes small to allow time for Q&A at the end. It's a great learning environment. Space is limited, so sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a
0: result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead?
2: Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning.
0: I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation, 425 284 3450 That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a Partner in Law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick.
1: On Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770
2: KTTH. Hi, this is Rick Gregory, and you've tuned in to your partner in law. Glad to have you with us, and uh, all you folks out in Cairo and KTTH land, uh, so glad to have you with us. And, uh, wow. Um, so much has been going on. So I've been talking about the family wealth system that we use here at Greger & Associates. We developed this many years ago in concert with some other folks and attorneys around the country. And it's made up of four different planning modules. This is my guide when I'm walking through your estate and your planning and your objectives. And what is it that we can do? What options and opportunities do you have? It's my job to present you with options and options. Options and opportunities. It's your job then to choose which ones you think fit you the best. Because there will be options, there's many ways to accomplish things in an estate plan. There's no one way for most things. Most things have options. That's kind of the beauty of it, and you can pick the options that are most suited for you because that's who matters, right? You, your family, your business, your loved ones. So in our family wealth system, the key model, the component that where we start is in the essential planning mode. I call them toolkits. So I go to my essential planning toolkit, and what's in that toolkit? Wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives, all the basic components of estate planning are in there. And then we're going to expand that out to say, well, we should take a look at your retirement accounts. We should take a look at, you know, other things in your life, your life insurance, things of that nature that are kind of fundamental for most of us to have. And so in the essential estate planning area is where you're going to be. You know, teaching me a lot about you and your stuff and your family. So, in going through this process then as we identify other goals and objectives and opportunities, we're going to leave the essential toolkit and we're going to go to one of three other toolkits that we have. And all of the estate planner's tools are in one of these four toolkits. So at the top of my pyramid, I had listed this as a pyramid before with a pyramid where the the point of the pyramid would be philanthropic planning. We would introduce you to any type of charitable philanthropic planning that you may do either during your lifetime or following your death. Many do many engage in philanthropic planning because they are simply philanthropic. Others are philanthropic, but are much more motivated because of tax advantages that can accrue through charitable planning and charitable gifting, as you know. So, planned giving is a element of the estate that we want to always consider. And in considering all of these um, different factors in the estate plan, we're going to figure out what makes most sense. So, we've got our philanthropic toolkit now at the legs of the triangle, if you will, Uh, say let's put it on the right leg, we have what we call our wealth transfer tools. Now, these oftentimes are kind of fun. They're more complex. They're more focused. They're more specialties. In other words, um, for certain types of assets, let's say your IRAs. Well, IRAs—you would never want to make your estate the beneficiary. Please don't ever, ever, ever put the estate um, as a beneficiary for your IRAs, because uh, once the your estate is not an eligible designated beneficiary, and therefore um, the IRA is over, all the taxes are due, and it's also subject to creditors' claims. Then, so please never ever name your estate. Um, on a retirement account, IRAs, 401Ks, any of that type of stuff. Never, never, never. So generally, you're going to make a beneficiary designation on those accounts. The challenge with these large IRA accounts is planning for them um, if you're married and how your spouse would receive them. And then, of course, how do you transfer them on to your children, well, the SECURE Act, as we've talked about uh, quite a bit on the show since the beginning of the year, um, the SECURE Act imposed new regulations on our IRAs. And don't have time today to go over all of those issues, but um, most things for current participants or the contributor, in other words, for your own IRAs, your own 401Ks. Pretty much business as usual, not much change there other than the government said you can wait until you're 72 to take your required minimum distributions um, instead of the 70 and a half. So that was a nice thing. The big problem that most of us have had with the SECURE Act, and we can all understand why, but nonetheless, that doesn't make it any better, but the SECURE Act eliminated what we call the stretch-out. And the stretch-out was where your children as beneficiaries or any other beneficiary that's not a spouse, could inherit the IRA from you and then stretch it out over their life expectancy, over the child's younger life expectancy, allowing many of them to stretch these out for 30, maybe 40 years. And therefore, minimizing the tax loss because taking smaller minimum distributions keeps more money working for you, keeps you in lower tax brackets. Well, that stretch has been all but eliminated except for a few um, exceptions, disabled children, spouses, things of that nature, or uh, beneficiaries that are less than 10 years younger than you. Uh, Those groups can still stretch out. However, everyone else, which will be the majority, will have no required minimum distributions more out of the IRA accounts under secure. So not for your own accounts, but for the inherited IRA accounts, there won't be any more um, requirement of distributions. There is just a single distribution requirement that all of the IRA must be fully distributed by the end of the 10th year. And so what that's going to do is increase the marginal tax rate because you're going to have to be taking out larger amounts and then get it out of its tax-deferred status much sooner. So all of a sudden, our prized jewels of retirement accounts have become less attractive um, than they were vis-a-vis our estate planning. So for many folks, depending on the nature and extent of your estate plan, you need to maybe refocus, realign, maybe change your plan a little bit. And this is the discussion I have with most folks, and we've talked about this on the show as well. Planning as a concept, estate planning is a type of planning, right? But planning, planning infers that it is a process. Planning is not an event. It, planning is something that is continuous and ongoing. And so that's what an estate plan is. It's the when you do your initial estate plan, whether it's will-based or tr- trust-based, I always say great, you've finally begun your estate plan, because now you have to maintain it over time What you know, very few things don't have to be modified or amended or tweaked over time especially when you get into legal documents So your powers of attorney, your health care directives, you know, change in, in law bring about changes, but changes in your own personal circumstances. Who did you name as your agents or caregivers? Are they still okay? Are they still available? Or did they fall prey to some illness? Did they predecease you? Um, we've got to keep your plan up to date. We need to make sure it's kept up to date for changes in the law. There's nothing more frustrating to you folks than when, you, you know, mom or dad or someone has done an estate plan and therefore you assume everything is going to be great. And then when we dust off mom and dad's estate plan, we find that they did it 35 years ago. Well, just think in your own world, your own mind, if you went back 35 years, now many of us remember it like it was yesterday, but you go back 35 years and how different things were than they are today how different are you today you're 35 years older you're certainly different so how might that planning be in today's guys usually it's not going to be optimum so that's kind of some of the uh, things we want to do so folks i've uh, kind of given you a little bit of me and a little bit of planning history and the third module which we're not going to spend much time on today because it's terribly complex is our business tools for estate planning and we use passive investment tools and discounting and some really great asset protection techniques in that module. So really good estate planning is utilizing our family wealth system, go through the goal setting and objectives that we work on with you, and optimize your estate plan such that it is just that, your estate plan. It's not a cookie cutter plan. I'm not going to take the Jones estate plan and cut and paste the Smith's name into it. We do not do that. We start with basically a clean sheet of paper on every client. and We develop an outline based on our um, review with you, based on your answers to your um, life plan organizer and all that great stuff, and we put it all together. Hey, just uh, so we don't run out of time, uh, get the life plan organizer from us. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Get our life plan organizer. Please tell us if you're single, married, or in a registered domestic partnership so we get you the right life plan planning organizer. Fill that out. Bring it into your free initial consultation with me or one of our other attorneys. We'll take great care of you. You hire one of us. You hire all of us. The law firm is open for business. We are seeing clients. We're we're taking care of business. Um, a lot of remote working still and all that, but we're still here and we're kicking and we're here to serve you. So uh, don't be shy. Give us a call. Contact us online and uh, we'll be back next week, folks. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info newsletters and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com.